This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Vatican attack politics? Holy Father, holy cow. Excelsior. Welcome back, partners, and we are blessed, no pun intended, with yet another time together when we are watching, living together, making together history that you just can't make up. I'm Jay Severin. You're the best and brightest. We are the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jaily News. one 3393 one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. That which cannot be made up happened today. The separation between church and state, which of course is a totally fictitious uh, phrase, anyway, doesn't appear anywhere in the Constitution. <clears throat> uh, contrary to the uh, weak beliefs of many, but the. As a concept, the separation of church and state is uh, is now like so many other things we've learned in this election. You know, look for it only in history or religious books because it is gone, gone with the wind. The Holy Father singles out and attacks. Holy cow! Holy Father singles out and attacks a private citizen's faith. Now, no matter that that private citizen is not a private person, it's not as if uh, the Holy Father opened up, you know, the New York City telephone directory, closed his eyes and jabbed his finger down on a number and said, I'm going to call this person and denounce their Christianity. We realize that Donald Trump is a public person, but he's still a private citizen, and I might add, of the United States of America, where we don't take real kindly to people who represent religions standing up 
and declaring other people's religions Ill, or, or their beliefs or their weakness of belief or their uh, absence of belief we we just we don't cotton to that here but the holy father holy cow attacked donald trump as by now you've heard this morning he was on the uh pope jet which by definition cannot be a lear jet Get it? See what I did there? Uh, and he said, actually, may not have been yet on the Pope mode yet. I don't know. But uh, the uh, the Holy Father, holy cow, said that Donald Trump essentially is not a good Christian. He started by saying those who build walls, not bridges, are not real Christians, not good Christians. Holy cow. Uh, I mean, whoa, the Pope? I thought the Nikki Haley endorsement of Rubio yesterday in South Carolina was a fairly significant thing that would hold our attention. But what, what has Guru Jay say through this entire election? Whenever something like this, whenever something more ludicrous than the news cycle previous occurs, you just think to yourself, twerking, da-da, twerking, twerking, because twerking is working in 2016. That's my new bumper sticker. Twerking is working. And so yesterday... The governor of South Carolina, instead of sitting it out as was expected, do you know that George W. Bush sat down with her a couple days ago to ask for her endorsement? As I understand, I mean, I know he met with her. I'm given to understand he did so to ask for her endorsement. and, And I'm also given to understand was not given any reason to leave disappointed. And that's why Heb... You remember him. Still, Heb Bush went out on the campaign trail, uh, I guess, Tuesday and yesterday, and talked about how much it would mean, not that he had it, but how much it would mean to have Governor Haley's endorsement. Now, even if you've never been with me before, even if you've never listened to any of my colleagues, even if you've never before followed politics, you don't need me or my partners to tell you, our other partners to tell you that nobody who's ever run for assistant vice deputy of their Cub Scout pack, if they've ever been involved in politics even at that level, You don't need to tell them that what you don't do is go out for two days and talk about the value of an endorsement. Wow, if this person endorsed me, this would be so meaningful. It would be so important because, heck, if this person endorsed me, it would tell you that I'm the real deal for South Carolina. 
This is this with Nikki Haley. She's the future. She's what we're all so proud of. Her endorsement. Whoever gets it, I don't know. Uh, gee, I don't know. Whoever gets it, it's going to mean so much. You tell me that this poor bastard Heb isn't snake bit. You tell me, and, and, and look, I'm not making excuses for him. And I don't think it's time to shovel dirt on him either. But I would purchase a shovel before there's a run on them. I, this, this poor guy is snake bit. Uh, maybe the last major thing about his campaign that we will remember that will be emblematic of his campaign is that he spent two days in South Carolina talking about all the reasons why Nikki Haley's endorsement would mean so much and why you should listen to her and and why she represents the spirit of South Carolina, et cetera, et cetera. And then after pumping her tires, after pumping her tires for a couple of days on the campaign trail, in the obviously painfully uh, incorrect belief that he was on the cusp of receiving that all-defining endorsement, she comes out and endorses Rubio. Well, I explained all of this yesterday. This, this, this was, I think, a, <clears throat> if not a mortal, a pre-mortal blow to Heb. This, this had to hurt him badly. Not the least of which reasons is that if the Bush family cannot engineer for Heb a good showing a very good showing in 48 hours in South Carolina, then he is lacking what we call standing in the law. He's lacking a rationale. He can't go back to money people, even though he had this all locked down. Remember, all Bush has to do, and he might still do this, all Bush has to do is hold on, lose every primary, I'm serious. Hold on. Put your game face on. Lose every primary. And then just hope that Trump nor anyone else garners 1,237. How many? 1,237 Republican delegates during the primaries. And that way it goes to the convention. And if and when it goes to the convention, the nomination goes to Bush or the establishment candidate, whomever it would be at the time, Rubio now being what appears to be the, the, the second choice of the establishment. But for one sure thing, it would not go to Trump. That's all Bush has to do. But if he loses, if he campaigns and keeps losing in a fashion such that he becomes pitiable, that he becomes pathetic, then even his brother, the president, and his father, the president, will not be able to keep in line the big money people and the big political people because they will see that among the many despicable things that they believe Donald Trump is saying about 
their boy, one happens to be true. Loser! Jay Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washer and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. The Jay Severin Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. I have, whenever I have, welcome back, partners. We are the Blaze Radio Network. Whenever I have one message from one person, you know I treat it as respectfully. I read every single tweet you send me. I, I treat them all equally respectfully. When I get one message expressing uh, a sentiment X, I assume that it is representative of maybe a thousand or I don't know how many thousands of people who feel the same way, but just didn't feel moved to tweet it at that moment. So I give them all essentially equal weight. Even this one. I keep hearing from uh, a friend, not a friend. I, I mean, yes, a friend, but I mean, not someone I know. This is, so far as I know, someone new. I don't recognize the handle. But I'm, and if you're with me at uh, uh, J-A-Y underscore Severin on Twitter, I've gotten a few tweets that essentially say the same thing, which is, that's not what Trump said. And then I'm provided what Trump I'm sorry, that's not what the Pope said. And then I'm provided with what the Pope really said. And the word and was missing from the original statement. Or, you know, or the word only. And I don't say this out of any meanness or anything, as I've just sent back to uh, our unnamed correspondent. I've been a little cheeky in my responses which I tend to do on on Twitter. Don't take it personally. I don't. And, you know, you really have to wake up. I mean, this person is arguing to me that, okay, maybe the Pope oughtn't to have taken sides in the U.S. presidential campaign and condemned the faith of a private American citizen. 
Okay, maybe the Pope ought to have done that, but but it really wasn't that bad because you really, if you read all seven hundred pages of the text and the according uh, the attendant biblical references, it really doesn't sound that bad in context. Yeah. That's what they're doing at the Washington Post and at ABC News right now. They're reading hundreds of pages to get the context of all of this. You really, you're joking, right? This is your first campaign, which, good, welcome. Welcome to the Blaze Radio Network. That's why we're here. But just to save you tread on your fingerprints, You don't need to argue anymore. You can, and you can call. I hope you will. one 888 You or maybe a 1,000 other people, maybe 10,000 other people who believe what you believe. And that is, well, the, the press really didn't get this right, or they're making a, too big a deal out of it, or, or it's okay once everyone understands what the Pope said, it won't be such a big deal. The headline is Pontiff Slams Trump Faith. Pope Calls Trump Unchristian. Holy Father says, quote, Trump no Christian, end quote. Here are your headlines. Forever. Unalterably, unaltered, And forever. And in other news, Hillary Clinton is still barking like a dog. All right, so the Pope also announced today, and I'm sure that if I read uh, several thousand pages uh, in in, in Latin so that I could have it, which I could do, by the way, in order to place it in its true context, and I'll be sure to do that, like, the headline writers at uh, all of the newspapers in America, uh, at all of the networks who have been flashing this around the world. This was on BBC uh, two hours, 17 minutes ago, or three hours, 17 minutes ago. You know, Pope, Pope says Trump, no Christian. But when I read it in several hundred or thousand pages of Latin to make sure I get the context, Then I'll start reading the other headline which got buried today for Catholics. And that is, the Holy Father has said that legislators, Catholic legislators, among others, are free to vote as their conscience dictates, including they are, they should feel no qualms, you know, they're free they can be good Catholics, no problem, and they can vote for a same-sex marriage and for birth control. The Pope didn't go on to describe in English or Latin to what nth degree birth control is now permitted by the Holy Roman Catholic Church. So I don't know if it's merely birth control pills or whether it's okay to suck the brains out of live babies born two hours ago, lying, screaming on a plastic operating table. 
which is being done as we speak right now. So I just don't know. I'm sorry. Maybe maybe in the contextual Latin, I will be better able to understand exactly how far the Holy Roman Father, Christ on earth for Roman Catholics, now endorses birth control. So when, when I maybe in the original Latin, it will tell me uh, when us babius and babius destroy us at what point us. So as soon as I could figure that out, I'm going to be right on that story and, and, and let you know. Meanwhile, Donald Trump has a rule. Actually, Donald Trump has rules that he actually follows. And and the Pope used to. I mean, I just, you, you thought you'd live to see this? Come, come, here, come, take the microphone. I no longer deserve the job. If you predicted this, oh wait, I did. 20 years ago, I've got it all on tape, for good or ill. Well, Trump does have rules by which he lives. One of them is, if you punch me, I punch back harder. Apparently, there is no papal exclusion the pump the the trump called the pope pathetic and disgraceful for attacking his faith will it matter in south carolina it's all that matters jay severin the blaze radio network This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. What's that? Okay, th- I've got to go. I've, I've got live mic here. Got to go. Thank you, though. Thank you. Thanks for that. Call anytime. Just had a tip here. Uh, uh, <clears throat> there's a rumor. Someone's on the set over at TMZ and uh, a friend of mine, and uh, with the promise that I wouldn't mention her name. Apparently, they're going to break the story that uh, the Pope and Beyonce are seeing each other. I, you know, I just hope that new papal-approved birth control works because it's a brand new church. By the way, it is untrue, so far as I know, that the Pope will be a late entrant into any of the Pope Marys. Uh, I'm sorry, the later primaries. And it's also uh, leaving us to wonder that if he does, because people say this all the time, they're not going to jump in. If the pontiff does jump in to the primaries, it, it leaves us with the haunting and appropriate question, is he a pino? Is the pontiff a pino? You know, a pope in name only? <laughs> Trademark, Guru J, Blaze Network. Uh, also, as the, uh, as the uh, 
Holy Father evidently dislikes walls. Huh? Evidently, very evidently dislikes walls. Will the antique, ancient, beautiful wall within which he lives, will the Vatican wall be taken down? Is that Will that be on TMZ tonight? Okay, back to, we all have an appointment back on planet Earth for a moment. Shall we get back to it? I asked when we were bumping out. What about the Catholic vote in South Carolina? We have the South Carolina primary. Back here on, on, on Earth, we have the South Carolina primary in less than 48 hours. Will the Pope's words and or a fight, I can't even believe I'm saying this, a fight between a private citizen candidate for president of the United States and the pontiff, will that cost? We now have to poll the Pope. I'm feeling a little lightheaded. I, I, if this didn't happen, I'm in big trouble. I hope this better not be a dream. Essa, could you bark for me or something? Oh, wait, you don't have to do that. Hillary can do that for me. I I better make sure this is not a dream because now we have to start polling the Pope. Uh, will the fight with Donald Trump cost Donald Trump votes in the very religious, the very faithful South Carolina? Or because there's a very small number of Catholic votes in South Carolina... And a lot of uh, hardcore evangelical vote, more than half the vote in South Carolina, will a a little tiff with the pontiff actually play okay for Donald Trump there? And what about in the general election, especially like in the Midwest, the Rust Belt, Michigan, Illinois, Ohio? Uh, and, and down in Pennsylvania, where the Catholic vote is enormous, and where it could be presumed that a, a pope calling the guy for whom you had planned to vote unchristian, non-Christian, will it make a difference in the general election? I, you know, I don't know. I think tomorrow, though, at this time, we'll be speaking to Doug Schoen. And we'll ask him about the delicacy involved when a pollster has to include the Holy Roman father of the Catholic Church in public opinion surveys in order to get a good sense of attack ads. When I told you that South Carolina included a tradition of unusually hard-hitting and even, you know, dirty politics... I had no idea. I had no idea the Bush family was this influential that it could get to the Pope and swing an attack against Donald Trump. This is impressive. Bohr from New Jersey, welcome. Hey, Jay, how you doing? I'm uh, tripping, I think. (laughs) 
Yeah, what's new, huh? <laughs> Seems to be uh, <laughs> quite common, but I absolutely love about you. Well, thank you, but stop looking at me that way. No, uh, <laughs> you, you are most welcome. What's up? What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, uh, first of all, uh, you know, my friend's name is a libertarian barbarian. I just want to state that because whatever I say <laughs> I like here that. on in. I like that. <laughs> whatever I say from here I'm on sorry, in, I missed. Like, I missed after the libertarian barbarian bit. So whatever I state from here on in, I'd like to have people know that, you know, I am slanted in a way. Okay, well, I, I would hope we would have been able to figure that out, but we appreciate the warning. So go ahead. Okay. So with regard to the Pope and this whole situation, I think it's kind of... Wait, did you say the Pope? Yes, <laughs> the Pope. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, when it comes to the Pope in this situation, uh, which is kind of surreal, maybe not in the sense of the term surreal, but maybe like surreal, like south of real, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little strange because honestly, I am a Catholic, and it just so happens that my mom was actually raised Baptist, so this seems to be in my wheelhouse, um, or it should be. But I'm one of the few Catholics that thinks that this Pope is kind of uh, full of shite, if I can say that, um, because I doubt he'd be talking about walls in the 1960s and 70s to the East German Republic. Um, How about the so, 1660s? Because without that wall in the 1660s, he would join other Popes with their heads on a spike from the <laughs> barbarians. Yeah, they might. No, I mean I'm serious. Point. He put up the the, the 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 Holy See put that wall up for the most obvious reason that God made walls, protection, mm-hmm. and there were plenty of people prior to ISIS who wanted the Pope's head on a stick. ISIS is just the most recent. So far, yeah. the Pope has evaded that uh, cruel and barbarian fate. Let him take down the wall and see how well he sleeps at night, since walls are such bad things. Yeah, and let's, uh, let's actually abstain from defending Italy, you know, for like one minute, you know, and see what happens right. at the same time as well. And let's take our military support away from them, because we know we probably have military support over there. So, you know, let's take that away. You know, I don't like Donald Trump either. However, I mean, I don't like the fact that he seems to be a little unhinged. At any time anybody says anything to him, he uh, just kind of goes off. I agree. Even in this it's case, kind of scary. you can either win or lose with the Pope. Mm-hmm. In, in, in you know, in the twerking era, chances <laughs> are you can you can gain points. But I'd still I'm a conservative bookie, and I would say to him, Donald, best thing to do is you can't lose much more if you don't open your mouth on this. And you might gain a lot of sympathy from thoughtful people. So your response to the Pope, you ought to make an exception. There ought to be a papal exception, a papal Mm. exemption to the, you know, counterpunch, the Trump counterpunch doctrine. And that is, if anybody on earth except the pontiff attacks Mm. me, you know, I won't hit back harder. Maybe in this case, that would have been the best thing to do. But I don't think it's going to hurt him. Yeah, in this case, he could probably, you know, he could probably take a um, a lesson from Beyonce on this one. By by the way, when you very astutely say, "I don't want this to pass," boy, you said something that is that is the quintessential point here, as far as I'm concerned, and that is, you said the Pope is full of something. The significance <laughs> of your statement is not what the Pope is full of; 
but the mere reasonable suspicion that he is full of anything because he is supposed to be, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not Catholic, he is supposed to be full of one thing and one thing only, Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. Uh He is not supposed Uh to be full of any earthly agenda other than, you know, caring for the needy and tending to the poor and whatever his faith, whatever the, whatever the Holy Spirit tells him to do, yes. But of the things a pope seems to me ought not be full of is a political agenda, especially when that is electoral politics in another country, and also he's full of socialism. Exactly. Yeah, somebody should remind the Pope that uh, that uh, God gave us the Ten Commandments. He didn't force us to follow them, as uh, liberals probably would have. Uh, and then that's that's one of the points. Twerking, boy. Twerking. <laughs> anyway, I've, I've got a break soon. You have more to say, I think. Would you like to hold over? Sure, sure. You'll have me. We will have you. We will return. Who am I to say no to you on a day when the Pope is now rumored to be running Ninth Party? This is Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network. Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, best and brightest. Uh, the unsuitably named Boar from New Jersey is on the line. We held him over because he's good. And now I'm going to try to be good and shut up uh, so Boar could say what he has to say. Actually, why would you want to shut up? I mean, that's, that's the whole point. I mean, well, back and I, forth. Because when I'm blessed with a good caller, I ought to let the good caller be good and <laughs> I ought to shut up a little more. Oh, okay, okay. If you say so. I just wanted to, to talk about a little bit about um, Justice Scalia. And, you know, I, I don't know. I'd like to corroborate with you because maybe I read the wrong things, but I've heard, I've heard stories of how his body was found. You know, War, it's um, probably BS. It's probably Bernie Sanders. And <laughs> he's my number one suspect. No, it's probably BS, and if it isn't, we're never going to know. So my feeling about it is we could do, you know, the rest of today and all of next week on whether Hillary's lover killed himself in Fort Marcy Park back in the first Clinton administration or or, or not, but we're never going to know that either. And so I guess I... I find it sexier to talk about the stuff that is ongoing that we can affect and the outcome of which we can know about. She she really does belong in prison, though. I read that uh, the new book that came out. I forgot what it was. God, it was um, the Clinton something. I don't know. Uh, some, it was, there was a book. Uh, they basically no, there have been there have been there have been fifty books, <clears throat> and they're all worth reading because she is a unbelievable a congenital liar and a criminal, and she. Uh, uh, but she deserves the fate of traitors as we treated them in the 1700s, as far as I'm concerned. 
I mean, even the forensic evidence surrounding the March markup, the Rich trial, or the Rich situation, the, the suicide, quote unquote. Right. I mean, the, the forensic right. data is 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 complex. Like that, there's lividity. There's there's blood pooling by the collar of the individual rather than by the by the rear or the, the the lower part of the individual's body, which would be consistent with gravity bringing bringing down the blood. Should he have committed suicide? You know. I mean that alone. Well, I don't. I don't know, but I appreciate you bringing us to the next episode of CSI <laughs> Blaze. It's it's crazy. I mean, there's so much evidence. Not to mention one of her staff members. You probably know this. Found out 15 minutes before the police somehow about what happened. There was correspondence, an email, or something. I mean, well, that's look, ridiculous. Or, I'm sorry, I, not to be again. I promise to shut up. But we've got about what, what do we have, Britt? A minute. About a minute, a little more than a minute left. I want you to have it. So unless this is how you want to spend it, be mindful of the clock, my friend. Okay. I want to say uh, I want to. Uh, I just want to have a shout out, uh, spit out a shout out to the New Jersey Devils because I love them so, <laughs> and to you, Jay. I'm, I'm programmed Jay. to hate them as a lifelong Ranger fan, but I do <laughs> and have always admired them. I thought you were a Boston guy. No, I'm a I'm a New Yorker. I I now okay. live near Boston and have for the last going on 15 years. But I am and will always be, whether I like it or not, and I kind of do. Uh, I'm a New Yorker, the okay, third well, generation to... New York Ranger, uh, New York Giant, a season ticket holder. Uh, I bleed Ranger, red, white, and blue, and Giants blue. And I also wanted to say thanks, and thanks for that repeat at 3 a.m. Because, you know, when I'm coming back home after a few drinks or singing or something, you know, some karaoke <laughs> or something like that, it, it, helps me, uh, it helps me stay a little bit awake and, and to laugh or a little why bit. Why is it I think that it's not entirely coincidental, the two factors of you having enjoyed a few drinks and your singing? I, I, <laughs> I, I would I'd be surprised if they were not connected. You're an interesting and bright guy. I'd like to learn more about what you're thinking, as I think uh, would we all. So call back next week uh, or as soon as or tomorrow or whenever you have a chance. I don't even know what day it is. I'm too focused on South Carolina, to which we shall momentarily return. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Holy Father? Holy cow! Veritas? Welcome back, my friends, my broadcast partners, the best and brightest. It's Jay Severin. We are the Blaze Radio Network. one 888 3393 1-888-900-3393. <laughs> Non-Christianity. Pope calls Trump 
not Christian. Holy cow! Holy father! I would say that this is the most unusual and memorable headline we can expect in this campaign, except we've been together for this campaign. So this is probably by no means. This just sets the bar uh, higher for this campaign. So we will see the fallout. No, sorry, that is a banned, absolutely banned concept with me. We will see. Whenever you hear an anchor, uh, a so-called journalist, or a commentator say, well, we'll see. Oh, yeah? Then why are you here? You're here to tell us what's going to happen, or at least tell us what you think is going to happen and why you think it. Don't say to me, we'll see. I didn't need to tune in to you to hear, we'll see. I could say, I've got turtles in a jar here that can say that. Well, we'll see. It'll be interesting. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I guess we will, you imbecile. Okay. So, any commentary attendant to Il Papa making many of us ill by commentarius Trumpus, let me know. One. 888-900-3393. Also more to the point, do you think it will have any effect if the story becomes or comes and goes and is laid to rest as Pope attacked Trump as not being Christian? If there's never again a word about it said, will it hurt Trump in 48 hours in South Carolina? Will it hurt him beyond that in any other state? Do you think that it will be a factor beyond this news cycle? All right, all of that having been said. Oh, and P.S. The first person in this campaign, the first player in this campaign to attack, I'm sorry, actor, we'll use the legal term, the first actor in this campaign to attack another actor on the basis of faith was was Donald Trump, who not a week ago attacked Ted Cruz because he said Ted Cruz holds up the Bible every day and talks about his Christian faith, except he lies and lies and lies while holding the Bible. Uh, It's not a verbatim quote, but it's close. So we have had people's faith attacked. That has been introduced. That has been insinuated into the campaign by Donald Trump, ironically. But not by a faith player like uh, Il Frankie. So that's sort of the matter. Okay. The latest polls may not matter. But all of a sudden, the chances that they could conceivably matter are because of each other. Let me explain. I had crossed out on my notes reporting to you the latest national poll. The latest national poll, which was done by the Wall Street Journal, 
is the first one in almost a year, first one this year anyway, that showed Cruz at number one. Ted Cruz with 28, Donald Trump with 26, Rubio with 17. Again, Cruz, 28, Trump, 26, Rubio, 17. This is the first poll this year of from any major source that said this. This is the first poll I recall, and I feel very confident saying this is the first major poll of any credibility, reliability, uh, reputation that Trump was not leading. And I crossed it off my notes for two reasons. Not because I ever spike anything, but because every day we do about, if on, a, on a fast day, we do maybe 40 to 50% of my notes. And then they roll over to the next day or they don't. Because I always start with the, you know, the latest first and then go backward to see if I missed anything yesterday. I hate that, though, because I want you to know this stuff first. And believe it or not, there are a couple of other people on the radio that are perfectly capable of saying tremendously smart things. And sometimes in no matter what form they are uttered, they're uttered before me. And so what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to say it anyway and say, oh, yeah, I thought of it first. You know, I, so I hate that. I hate when that happens. Anyway. I crossed it off the list for two reasons, this poll result. Number one, because it's a national poll. And right now, I who cares? I mean, unless there were a series of national polls saying shocking things about the race on the Democrat or the Republican side. And by the way, it's darned close on the Democrat side to being shocking. I think Hillary Clinton is in real trouble. I don't know how it will turn out. But she is in real trouble. I think she's going to be saved at the end of the day because the Democrat Party controls with an iron fist. Hillary insisted on the terminology. They control with an iron fist the superdelegate and delegate process. So it's so rigged that I think if BS, oh, Boynie Sanders, you bested, you bested. If, if if Bernie beats her in every primary, she's still going to win, almost. We'll, we'll talk about it another time. Uh, right now, we're looking at the Republican side, and you know we don't have a national election, as you know. So national polls, to me, unless they say something consistently extraordinary, at this point, entering our third primary, why waste your time? Why waste mine? We don't have a national election. National polls, other than the proviso I just mentioned, don't matter. We don't have a national election. We have 50 individual state elections, which by law culminate on the same day. But you can't take the votes from one and use them in another and paste and scratch and sniff and move and do all this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you win in a neighboring state by 7 million votes, but you lose that state by one vote. You can't use any of the 6,999,999 extras you have next door. That's it. There's no national election. 
Therefore, there really is no such thing as a national poll. But we keep insisting there is. So, all right. So that's one reason I crossed it off. The other reason is another poll came out. This is the one we care about. A Fox News poll, highly reliable, credible, visible, and generally accurate, was issued just hours ago. And I'm not fooling about this when I say, I mean literally just hours ago. And that is a South Carolina-only poll. And that might be of interest to us only because it says the same thing as the national poll that we weren't going to talk about. Hold on. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. Best and brightest, we are back to, we have partners on the phone and that's where we're going, but we are back to turnout, turnout, turnout. Here's why. We have a national poll, NBC Wall Street Journal, the first one this year that says, Cruz, then Trump. So I'm discarding that for the reasons aforesaid. It's national and it's only one, it's an outlier. So until many more say the same thing, I can't believe it. But only hours ago, just before we came to air, there was a Fox, the newest poll, period, the newest poll taken, the freshest. Fox News poll shows Cruz in first and Trump in second. Now, does it mean something big? Mean anything? As I say, not until there are a lot more that say the same, most especially the actual South Carolina vote on Saturday. And somehow I frankly don't expect Trump to lose Saturday, but I really do want Ted Cruz to win. And here for the first time, a glimmer of evidence, not just hope, that Ted Cruz can. And so the, uh, the one caveat here, the poll in South Carolina by Fox News measures the voting intentions of absolutely chronic voters, as we call them in the business. You know, these people are going to vote. We just don't know in what number. And they are among the most conservative voters who will be voting. If South Carolina tradition in history holds to any degree, if American voting history holds to any degree, conservative will mean something in South Carolina. And if the most conservative voters, as traditionally they do, show up on Saturday, here is the first poll this year saying that Ted Cruz, uh, well, this poll says he's in first. What it says to me is he may have uh, Cruz-mentum and that he's got a shot at it. But that's what it says. We're about to see what it is. Frank from Pennsylvania, welcome. Veritas. Uh, Veritas, dude. 
I really wish I had somebody to the campaign's number to direct, but I sent uh, Ted Cruz a, t- a uh, I sent him a tweet. I-, I tagged you in it. I said he should he should come out and announce that the Pope is returning to Rome. I would go with like a false I got it right apology. here. I got it right here. I would, announce I would, that Pope would, is returning to Rome. Make clear you are announcing so Trump and Pontiff can be chummy. Yeah, I would go like a false apology. I'd like to apologize. Apparently, my campaign has been putting out the news that the Pope will be returning to to Rome. But I know that some good can come of this. Uh, if history has taught us anything, at least uh, Trump and he will be on good terms at, at some point in the near future. You know, I have an alternative. I, really, I think it would be clever and funny and take the heat off of him for the the Carson thing that they keep coming back up with. It's a good idea. I, I, I have an alternative uh, announcement. The the We are going to build the wall on the American-Mexican border. Mexico is no longer going to pay for it. The Vatican is going to pay for it. And <laughs> the Pope is going to be required to be a day laborer on it. How about that? Who's putting Who's putting the announcement out, though? Is this, is this, is this Trump? Not me. Are you creating more, you're creating more no, no, infighting? No, I'm just, See, I'm, I'm just creating I'm trouble. I'm trying to get people I, together here. I think no, this is I'm, I and I, And I, for my part, am trying to divide. Now, Frank, I appreciate <laughs> the suggestion, and it's, uh, it's very creative. Brian from Florida. Welcome. Hey, Jay, big fan. Um, Hi, Brian. Okay. Uh, on the topic of, of who was bringing up religion and how early, uh, I don't know, a month or so back, I don't know if you remember, Trump at one of his uh, get-togethers was saying that Cruz was an event, uh, was a, uh, uh, what's it called again, from, Mex- uh, from Cuba, an evangelist from Cuba, and not many an evangelists. Not an evangelical, but an evangelist? An, sorry, an evangelical, exactly, from Cuba. And not many evangelicals come out of Cuba, which I don't know if that was a, right. a backhanded shot. Right. No, you're absolutely right. Whatever, whatever it was about. It was pre-Iowa. And you're right. I was thinking of something he said a couple of weeks, a couple of three weeks ago maybe. But you're right. This goes. This is well, well pre-Iowa that uh, Donald Trump said that. You're right. And I couldn't find that poll on Fox poll on Twitter, The only, the last one they have up. Is from five hours ago, and it's the same numbers. It looks like thirty-nine for for Trump and nineteen for for Cruz and fifteen for Rubio. But you're saying another one came wow. out after you that? You know, I I could I unlike the Pope, I am not infallible, and if I in in the process of typing, writing, watching, listening, all this stuff. Uh, I wrote it down incorrectly because I saw the report only once, which surprised me. If I got it wrong, forgive me. Uh, I thought, I thought it, I thought it had Cruz slightly in the lead, and that's why the only reason I thought it was remarkable. So I'll have to double check that. If I have that wrong, I, uh, I'm very sorry about that. Keep up the good work, Treasure of a Show. <laughs> hey Brian, thank you. Uh thank you for your partnership on the show. Yeah, I believe me. I don't want to I sure don't want to ever feed you anything that's bad information and never have never will knowingly. Uh but you don't want it if it's bad whether or not I knew it. Uh the Fox poll 
though I better be careful about this now, the Vox poll is is purportedly also saying that when they ask people, for whom would you never vote? Trump continues to hold that lead as well at 39. That's almost 40%. I mean, that's it's astonishing that someone who has been just kicking the bottom out of the rest of the field could have 40% of likely Republican voters a day and a half before the vote say, you know, I would never vote for him. I don't, frankly, if I've got that number right, I don't believe for a moment that it's true. I mean, I, I think this is part of the, the Trump majority. I mean, is it? I, mean, it does, I don't know. Does such a thing exist? And is it silent or otherwise? I don't know. My, my instincts, and they count for no more than yours, uh, I hope no less, but I get a sense there are a lot of Trump supporters that don't want to say so, whereas I feel that everybody who's for virtually anybody else wears it on their sleeves proudly, you know, and they say, I'm I'm for Marco Rubio, you know, I'm for Ted Cruz, or I'm for Dr. Carson. I just, so I don't, I must tell you, I don't buy this, we'll never vote for. And uh, if you go back and check the actual results of who they voted for uh, versus who they say they'd never vote for, well, maybe a different story. Trump has said something that may be the most important, uh, without his perhaps realizing it, the most important and compelling thing that he could say as a candidate in this race. He said it, I think, last night or this morning, but my American news cycle starts early this morning, so the day of the show. So I never know if it was said late last night or early this morning. But you know what he said? Donald Trump said, I'm going to change the electoral map of the United States. It's not going to look like it looks now. I'm changing it. More about in a moment. Jay Severin. Excelsior. The Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network, Jeff in South Carolina, welcome. Thanks, Jake. Uh, I was just calling to see if you had seen the report put out by RedState.com, I guess, a couple months, a couple hours ago, uh, saying that uh, Jeb is essentially out of money and is not going to be able to pay staff after this weekend. Uh, I. uh, right off the bat, I have not. So th- thank you for the, the news. However, I want you to know that I contest, for what it's worth, I contest that news. First of all, the question must be asked, how did they get that story? Do you think the Bush campaign, just for openers, do you think anyone in the Bush campaign gave them that story? <laughs> 
them? Oh, I agree. <laughs> no, no, no. Just please. I just do, do, I just do, I'll answer your questions. You answer mine. Do you believe anyone in the Bush campaign would give them that story? No. Therefore, and knowing as we do that it came from somewhere, it must have come from what would be your among your first guesses? Well, my first guesses would either be uh, from one of the opposing candidates, right, or an, an opposing campaign, a or or worse, or worse, one of his own people. So I say Correct. we've dismissed the Bush campaign, right? But that means formally. What about one of his own super PAC people, or one of his own people that has the heavy hand of the Bush mafia on them to continue to support Heb no matter what? This, to me, were I a homicide detective, this is would be this would be my body. You know, this is where I'd start because Jeb does have the money, Jeff. If if the promises made, which were so easy to make a year ago, people were lining up at the doorway of both elder bushes. I don't know, is George older? In any case, his brother and his father. People were lining up at their doors to, to with buckets of money. Please let me give. I want to be recognized as one of the early, big, and loyal givers, no matter what, you know, of your son-slash-brother's campaign. And because of that, all Bush really ever had to do was be the least bit competitive and and try to hold on and make sure Trump nor anyone else gets 1,237 delegates so that they can secure the nomination on the first round of voting. Because, you know, we know that the Republican Party ain't going to give the nomination, if they can help it, to Trump. But Correct. if you start to look pathetic, and if you've already given depending on who you are, if you've already given $100,000, million, $25 million as an investment in being first of equals on that list among who made Junior, you know, president, not Junior, but in this case, Heb. And now if he starts to look pathetic, like he has no chance, those money people and 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 organizational people who want a job in the next administration they're they're going to evaporate and i think your report is uh, your report of that report is is pointing toward that i think he's starting to crumble and i think he was badly oh jeff i just think he was as i said just before it happened if nikki haley endorses somebody else doesn't matter who if she endorses anybody other than heb this is going to hurt him badly because of the signal it's going to send that's what i think it well, means well and you, you also have to remember jeb is the same guy that at a campaign stop actually was pleading with people to applaud the first known presidential candidate to ask for some clap. 
<laughs> you like that one? That's mine. Yeah. I give it to you. Yes. I give it to you. It's yours. Use it. But not in mixed company. <laughs> I actually, in all truthfulness, I stole that from Robin Williams in probably his first year, first time I ever saw him when he was still doing this Russian figure. And he would tell a joke. Well, no, he told a joke, and at the end of it, he they, they applauded. And at one point in the in the bit, it must have been on HBO or something, he said, oh, thank you for the clap. Thank you for the clap. <laughs> and he was uneasy with the language, so part of the joke was he didn't know what that meant, and everyone, you know, like laughed. Yeah. He goes, what, what? You clap. You gave me clap. Thank you, you know. <laughs> so I really did steal it. But I stole it more than 25 years ago, so I've got squatters' yeah. rights to that joke. Yeah. hey thank you for the news the report always uh always grateful for that i i I try to check everything i didn't see that and uh and jeff thank you from ground zero south carolina uh uh, a report about this i just think that i just think that, that, that that someone said today uh and and someone whose opinion and perspective in the media I happen to respect, and believe me, there aren't many. And the the person I have in mind, and I hope I don't get him wrong. At, at this at this point, at but by two forty five Eastern PM each day, I've got like nineteen different legal pads with scribble on them, and four computer screens up, and TV monitors, and I don't I don't I don't know my family's name at that point, but I think I've got this right. I believe it was Chris Wallace, who I don't believe is any conservative. I don't think he's a screaming progressive either, but that's maybe the reason that I respect his opinions and perspectives is because he's one of about four people in the mainstream media uh, whose opinions I cannot detect. But I, you know, I'm going to assume that, of course, he's probably not a libertarian conservative. But, hey, hey, that's okay. You know, life ain't perfect. Chris Wallace, I hope after all of this I have this right. Chris Wallace, I believe it was, said today, I have to say to you, to whatever anchor was interviewing him, I have to say to you, he said, I have never seen... Jeb Bush's campaign in a state it's in right now. I just and again from now on from here on I'm 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 roughly paraphrasing, but the sentiment that Chris Wallace expressed was, I I think he hobbled into South Carolina, desperately needing any sign of momentum or achievement electorally, and the. Nikki Haley, Governor Haley's endorsement of Cruz just really hurt him. And and Chris did say, again, if I've got this right, and the speaker, who I believe to be Chris Wallace, said you could see it on his face. He was crestfallen. It took the wind, the wind out of him. He was crestfallen. He was a different person. And my friends, you know, 
or I, you may not agree, but you, you know that we've been saying here for some time the sort of house joke has been that Jeb Bush has been playing a character so far in this campaign. It's Willie Loman in Death of a Salesman. His body language, he schlumps, he hunches over. He's like an 88-year-old man. Is he not? Jeb Bush on the stump? On the stump, he's a schlump. He like he hunches over, he hunches his shoulders, he kind of gives you that shrug like eh, you know, fah, like eh, eh. Like I don't uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know. You should be listening to me, but you're listening to the other fellow. I don't get it. And he like he hunches and he shrugs and he mez and he fez and he he looks his body language looks to me like the body language of a beaten man. He looks like Willie Loman from Death of a Salesman. He's right out of central casting. And that does not God help me, I said here twenty four hours ago about the guy I've been for for years and I would lay down in front of a car for, Ted Cruz. I said the same thing in a different form. I said, if you really want to know in my 30 years of being a media consultant and a political strategist, there is something about the way Ted looks. And and not looks. I don't mean like handsome or not handsome. I mean there's something about the way He presents himself. I don't know what it is. But again, God forgive me and fellow Cruz supporters forgive me. It strikes me that it might strike some other people as a a little bit lacking in sincerity and resolve. Not that there's a single thing you could point to and say... You know, he lied here or he did this wrong or he he's not a brilliant and 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 committed defender of the Constitution. I'm not saying any of that. But you see, Abe Lincoln would be president still if 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 that were the only thing that counted. The thing is, other things count. And when it comes to that general and accursed category of telegenicity. There is something about Ted. Remember something about Mary? Well, there's something about Ted. I don't know if it can be changed. I don't know if I can articulate it. I don't know if I have any business even talking about it, despite my experience and what I've done for my living. But there is that something that I think is people don't bond or not crazy about. I wish I could name it. Because maybe then I could try to presume to somehow help suggest a way it could be fixed. But I don't know what it is. But I can tell you exactly and just have the equivalent problem that Jeb Bush has. They are not identical problems. They are equivalent problems. And Jeb playing Willie Loman is his. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network.
This is the Jay Severin Show. And these are my partners on the Blaze Radio Network. David from San Antonio, welcome. Thank you, sir. Um, I have an interesting uh, thought on the Nikki Haley uh, endorsement of Marco Rubio not actually helping Marco. Okay, go ahead. Well, um, given today's uh, what appears to be a heavily anti-establishment mentality with all the support for uh, Trump and Cruz and Marco when he was considered anti-establishment, don't you think that the more support he gets from the establishment community, the less support he's going to get from the anti-establishment voting base, and those people would then probably turn to Cruz? I think it's a good question and certainly a viable uh, proposition. I, I one, one of the things that comes to mind, though, in assessing it is that Nikki Haley has an 81 or 83 uh, percent uh, approval rating, which is, I think, the highest right now of any sitting American governor. In any case, she's just. Well, and I agree with that, but. But my question goes back to the yesterday's conversation where um, you were suggesting that the, the, the powers that be were, were bailing out on Bush and heading towards uh, Rubio. Well, if all of those people start donating to Rubio and the PAC money starts rolling over to him, he's going to become the establishment um, pick. But that's going to further him away from the anti-establishment voter. Well, you're, you're right. You're right. Although, remember. As a grand strategy, there's grand strategy and then there's tactics, right? As a tactical matter, that may stink. You're right. I mean, for depending on who, who's who. But right now, the Bush machine, the Bush mafia, the establishment, the rhinos, the establishment Republicans, what's left of the establishment GOP, they have only one hope, and that is someone can hold on through the primaries and prevent Trump from getting 1,237 delegates. And that person, whether it's Rubio, whether it's Bush, Rubio, or even Kasich, which is one, two, three in their minds, they could live with those three people, and they just want one of them to survive until the convention. So it depends on whose ox is being gored. You know what I mean? So I... Yeah, there's going to be an anti-establishment vote, as uh, duh, you know, as we've seen, quite right. But there's also going to be an establishment vote, establishment money, establishment delegates, establishment super delegates, an establishment convention, an establishment party infrastructure. If 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 somebody doesn't get 1237 by the day of the last primary, then Reince Priebus Prince wets his chops and says, "Ha ha." end of the revolution we picked the candidate just as we always knew it would be and what he needs is to pick someone still standing will that include Eb? jay severin on the blaze radio network